Welcome to Life Talk. In conversation with Marietta, Life Talk is motivational to help you get to the next level. Life Talk is educational to broaden your knowledge. Life Talk is inspirational to get you fine tuned to start doing what you love doing. Life Talk, sponsored by the HealingMindMagazine.com and KmarEducation.org. Here's your host, Marietta. Welcome to Life Talk with Marietta. I'm your host, Marietta Kammer. Yes, we're here. Hope everybody had a, uh, you know, hope everybody's safe and warm. Um, finding a balance between boredom and stimulation in our lives is the topic. Well, we weren't bored the last 24 hours, that's for sure. Well, boredom can have positive and negative effects on us depending on how we respond and how long it lasts. Rich T is joining me tonight. Good evening, Rich. Thank you for being in the studio. What a trooper you are. You go right over that Sikorsky Bridge and you're in the studio. I'm doing the show um, from home tonight. Good evening, Rich. How are you? I'm doing very good, Marietta. I had a That's safe great. trip, but I'm a whole lot closer to the studios than you are. I've got only like about a four and a half mile ride. You're about three times that. Yeah, exactly. And of course, the audience. Um, I would like you, the audience, to call in tonight and talk about how you handle the subject on boredom, because we all do crazy stuff. And you know, everybody is bored from time to time. Nobody is exempt of it. And I have talked to people about the subject and said, oh, we're never bored. I said to myself, they must be kidding themselves. That's a bunch of um, horse manure what they're telling. You know, everybody has moments like that. So the number is 203-333-9422. I'll repeat it, 203-333-9422. So we'd love to have you call in the show. Talk to me. I always talk to you. Please, today, talk to me. I would be very uh, grateful for that. I really mean that. So, um, of course, before I get started, uh, I do have some announcements, uh, as usual. Um, the March issue of the HealingMindMagazine.com is out. Uh, Say No to Bullying is the title of our March issue, uh, the HealingMindMagazine.com. And it has a variety of new articles um, for you to check out. I love the articles. Uh, we got the screenwriters and the authors. They got some really good books out. So I have started reading a couple of books. So um, is Life a Masquerade? Uh, then we have the Power Women series. I love, I love the Power Women series. I get to create all the articles. Um, also, can Cat get lost? Read about Cat Fuffy. Not fluffy, Fuffy, I said. 
So, and uh, of course, a destin- destination place uh, in March is La Jolla, California. I've been to La Jolla, California. I love that place. I'm telling you. And um, I stayed with a friend uh, who lived right next door to um, Dr. Seuss. So this is, and I, you know, I wrote the article about La Jolla and Dr. Seuss and so forth, but uh, he lived right next door to Dr. Seuss. So that's a big deal. And um, just check it out. Just go there, thehealingmindmagazine.com. And also sign up for the newsletter. That would be really great. Now, another announcement that I'm really happy about, mid-March or sooner, you will see my e-books, Women vibes with book one i will have three books three theory books but we we're coming out with the first book we're not going to sell it on amazon we're going to sell it through the website through my website thehealingmindmagazine.com and social media so that's what we're going to do and um i will announce it next week because we finished it today, so we will have it all done on the website by next week, and I will announce it. So I have quite a few followers on TikTok and Facebook and and everything, so I have an audience, and between our WICC audience, it's going to be really fun. I did all the artwork and the poems. Uh, I just really, really love it. So you got to find what you love doing, and, um, well, I have all of that. So do I ever get bored? Yes, I do, and I'm going to talk about that. So I'm ready to rock, uh, Mr. Rich the T. I'm ready to start the show. Life can be unpredictable, and it's very easy to get stuck and stay stuck. Coach Marietta can help you get unstuck. Call 203-505-3660 for appointment. On web, kmareducation.org. You're tuned into Life Talk with Marietta. I am Marietta, and tonight's topic is finding a balance between boredom and stimulation in our lives. Well, and I have Rich Dutee standing by, not only answering the phones, but Rich has a lot to say about that topic, too. So boredom is a common experience that we all encounter from time to time. So uh, it can be described as a feeling of restlessness or dissatisfaction. We all go through this. Uh, when we're uninterested or unchallenged by our current situation or activity. So, and people say, well, I'm never bored. Well, let me break it down. Uh, I have so many projects that I work on, and every project uh, requires a different mindset. So I find if I work too long on a project, if I spend two, three hours on a project, uh, yes, I, I'm getting closer and closer, uh, you know, to the end result, but I know when mentally when I'm spent. So then I, I, I get certain feelings. My stomach bothers me. I get fidgety uh, right away. My stomach tells me, oh, I need to get something to eat. So in the meantime, I got the radio on and I'm listening, let's say, to a program 
And not all the time, because when I'm working, I can't have the radio on because it distracts me. But sometimes when I do my, you know, my daily routine writing emails, but when I need to really focus, like writing commercials or writing stories, I cannot have the radio on and have somebody else talking. I can't have it. It drives me crazy. So I have some music in the background, and but this is how my body tells me, get up, go in the other room, do something different for a while. So, and I think we got to listen to our body, what it tells you, and that's what it tells. The minute, it, you know, I get hunger feelings. Can you imagine? I get hunger feelings. So um, now I know how I tick. So I do what I need to do, and then I return to the project. And sometimes it's just not right to finish that project right then and there. So I pick up something different where it requires a different mindset. So, but when I'm really bored, I don't feel like reading. I don't feel like creating. Uh, I don't feel like producing. I don't feel like talking to anybody. I just want to be just quiet and just let it go, let it pass. And how do I pass it? You know, I start filing my, uh, my invoices. I start filing my correspondence because that calms me down and I can just concentrate on um, sorting out the papers and putting them in the right folder, which normally doesn't get done all the time. It gets kind of collected. Uh, and, and then at some point when I have time, it gets done. Um, so I'd like to bring you in, Rich. I know you do a lot of reading, and I know you're retired, but you're busy, busy, busy all the time. Between your family, you have a mom that's 96. She requires um, attention, um, you know, going here, there, and, and so forth. But tell me, how do you deal with boredom? Well, you and I talked about this uh over this past weekend about being bored. And I, and I really don't get bored in the true sense of not having anything to do. That I, And I do like reading. I've got a stack of books. It's, uh, I've always done this with my nieces and nephews since they were little for Christmas. Is I, always, I never got them video games. I always got them a book to read. And I try to find something that would be interesting to them, whether it be something to deal with the Yankees or my goddaughter was into gymnastics for a while, for a number of years. So I would find, a, I know there was a couple of books that several of the Olympic gymnasts had written. And uh, so I'd get things like that, and that would keep them busy. But I, I enjoy reading, and I'm a, I enjoyed doing this on radio because that was kind of like my uh, dream job, or now we call it a bucket list, uh, when I was growing up. And that was, uh, I, I have well, more ra- a bunch of radio stations. I flip back and forth mm-hmm. quite frequently with uh, WICC during the day, and I have a couple of New York stations, and our sister station here, POR, that does play the, uh, the classic rock music. And, uh, and you mentioned about when you're doing work that you can't have something on in the background. And when I was going to Sacred Heart, uh, this is years and years ago, that I could, mm-hmm. the same thing, if I had music that I knew the words to it, I would find myself turning the volume up and singing along with it, and I couldn't concentrate, and that would uh, mess my, basically mess my brain up. So I would put on mm-hmm. a classic station and listen to mm-hmm. classical music, which was very relaxing in that respect, to allow me to, to concentrate, but it didn't bore me so much. And, but you had mentioned to me, if I did not have the electronic things, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the radio and TV and that, 
and uh, didn't have the reading. Well, I think if you put anybody in an empty room, like a padded cell, yeah, you'd get bored because there's absolutely nothing to do. But mm-hmm. and I'm sure you've probably heard this uh, from uh, stories from friends uh, with their kids that when they're young, a lot of times they'll go, Mom, I'm so bored. There's nothing to do. And you suggest, well, why don't you go outside and mow the yard or uh, <laughs> go, go do with some chores. Go help your father do something uh, mm-hmm. or uh, help me with something. Oh, no, that's not, that's not any fun. So mm-hmm. they almost have to be, uh, what was the word, is uh, guided to do something that will prevent them from being bored. And I guess if you're not bored when you're a kid, maybe you should grow up. Because I never really was bored when I was a kid. We were always yeah. out doing stuff. And I remember you mentioned about with the, the, the dancing. We were talking about that with the music last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get to that in our second segment uh, because um, – um, we're kids, many kids, they need to be entertained. Very few kids know how to entertain themselves. Very few adults know how to entertain themselves. We're going to get to that, uh, you know, in our second segment. But I find when you have a lot of work to do, um, and it, it's so easy to, to feel overwhelmed, um, breaking it into smaller manage, manageable tasks can really help us stay focused. That works. But when I have too much to do, like for instance with the books, I had to really get advice how to write books. When I write a children's book or an adult book, so um, uh, it's territory I'm unfamiliar with, so I needed guidance. So the bottom line is um, I'm the type when I work on something, I need to see some results. So, and um, otherwise, uh, it, it just, I get dissatisfied, and I get then very quickly dis, disinterested. And you can't get disinterested because it's a long journey till you have that book out. So, I like what I write, whether they're poems, because they have life, life lessons behind it, they have messages behind it, or when I write a story. Same thing, whether the stories are for an adult or for uh, children, young children. So, but then I create the images as, as well. So it's quite a process. So um, I'm getting there. I said, I, I have to see something. We have to finish something so we can get it out there. And that's what, what we did today uh, because I had all the material already done. So I need to see results. And then I say, this looks good. This looks good, and then, then I have more strength and more interest to, to, to go on, especially it, it's, un, you know, uh, I'm not familiar with that territory. So usually I work by myself. I don't have to ask anybody for their input. I don't, but here I do with the screenwriter, with the author, people that have published books and so forth. So uh, you want to see something all the time and not just, you know, I don't have time with everything else that I do, I don't have time to spend one year on a book. Are you kidding? I, d- I don't have that. So I have enough material, enough life material that I can, you know, I can handle this. But again, I need to be patient too. And, um, but it's easy to get bored for me. It's very easy. easy. So anyway, let's just go for a quick break and we'll come back with, um, with the topic. Don't go changing to try and please me. 
thought about writing a book and never got to it? Kmar Education and Associates can help from start to finish. Call Kmar Education 203-505-3660 for appointment on web kmareducation.org. I took the good times. I'll take the bad times. I take you just the way you are. Finding a balance between boredom and stimulation in our lives. Tonight, joining me, Rich the T. And I just want to finish that one thought. So uh, breaking up our work into smaller tasks, that, that definitely helps. Taking regular breaks, that helps. Switching up your work environment, uh, changing change of scenery, that can help. But, you know, what about the people that are that have a 9-to-5 job and they're they're stuck in an office, Rich? So they can't just say, oh, well, we're going to change the scenery. Maybe they can go to the lunchroom or maybe to the coffee room, you know, and just, you know, have a, a chat with somebody, have a cup of coffee, and then they go back to their um, to their desk, to their office. You know, when you're self-employed, you, you have a little more freedom uh, to do what you need to do. Um, and find ways to make your work more challenging. Uh, if you find it's too easy and unstimulating, look for ways to make it more challenging. Um, always good advice, right? And the, here's the key. Here's the key. Stay organized. A lot of people are disorganized. So that can drive you nuts too when you have to look for stuff, um, whether it's in your computer, you know, with different different files and this and that and the other or with other things. So I'm very much for organization. I do have to say with the computer, you know, with the files, putting new files up and everything, I'm, you know, I'm not that good. Not that good. So, uh, but Everything else, I'm very organized in the mind, everything. But let's move on to boredom forces us to be our, our own, our best entertainment. Best friend for boredom is our own imagination. And everybody has one. So if you'd like to chime in tonight, please call the studio, 3-3-3-9-4-2-2. Don't be shy about it because everybody is, you know, experiences these feelings. But what we do with it. So I know I'm going to put Rich the T into his house with no um, electronics, no phone, nothing, just his fireplace. So he can read all he wants. He has plenty of books, more than he probably can read. And... Um, um, how could you stand it, Rich, not having anything, anything, any news, any music or shows from 1945 up to now? How do you think you would feel? Well, it would definitely be a change of pace, that's for sure. But because mm -hmm. of the, again, with that, the reading that I used to read a lot when I was in school, back in grade school, used to go to the library and get those, those uh, mystery novels, and, of course, I grew up with the mm -hmm. Hardy Boys. My sister had Nancy Drew, uh, and so you had those series of those books, and uh, it just got you interested in reading because they were simple to read. And if you do it when you're a young, as you get older, a lot of people get away from it. They tend to read the paper. Of course, now newspapers, you don't really find much around. Uh, they are still made, but uh, the, the volumes on them are not as much as they used to be. 
So people are reading more off their, their uh, as I call it, the machine that they carry around in their hand. But, if, yeah, if I had just the books and a fireplace, keep me nice and warm, and, of course, I can, I can fall asleep anywhere. So in a situation like that, I could read until I was tired, just lay down on the floor, and I'd be asleep in 10 minutes and wake up and go back to reading again. I don't know how long it would last. <laughs> I might go crazy after a while, but uh, it would be okay for a bit. Yeah, because when when we're when we feel bored and we're just by by ourselves, you know, I like the idea of sitting back or laying back and and reminiscing. Now we could reminisce about our lovers, our husband, uh, about our wives, children, or grandchildren. And do you know, Rich? I really love going back in time from time to time. I don't do it all the time from time to time and thinking about the childhood and people I went to school with and what they were like. Um, and what, what, uh, silly things we did, especially as kids, we were bored, you know, after school and we felt feisty. So we wanted to, um, uh, be a little adventurous, and at that time, being adventurous is if you, you know, talk to a stranger and said, oh, excuse me, you dropped something, and, you know, in reality, they didn't drop, or making calls, uh, you know, to somebody's house, is your refrigerator hunting, running, we did stupid stuff, you know, um, so, but it gives me great pleasure to think about the past, uh, again, just from time to time, not all the time. Uh, because when you do that, when you immerse yourself in that, you know what the other person smells like, you know, what perfume they wore or cologne or just what they or going into people's homes. I remember that anybody that has lived in an apartment building. And as a kid, I helped my father. He had a little side job uh, where he uh, delivered uh, soaps, soaps, buckets, buckets of soaps. And he, he put, put those buckets in his car, and he gave me uh, one side of the road. He said, you go into these uh, homes, and okay, it was for delivery for Mr. Smith, so they lived up on the second or third floor. And that was very exciting to me as a little kid, you know, to get to that, uh, you know, to the family. And when they opened up the door, just what, what the apartment smelled like, that was a big thing. Remember that, Rich? Did you ever get a feeling like that um, from way back where you remembered what your grandma's place uh, smelled like or your friend's place smelled like? Smells are very important. Um, yeah, yes, that's to, correct. I got that. My, uh, my grandmother and my mom's mother uh, used Jergens lotion, hand lotion, and I, to this day, I still use it myself. It just has mm -hmm. that smell. It reminds me of her, and my dad's dad used to smoke, and I don't remember the brand, but it was a particular type of pipe tobacco, and he would put that in his pipe, so when I would go over to visit, that you could smell that, and once in a while, it hasn't happened in a while, the last time I think it was actually, ironically, driving on the Merritt Parkway, that some car ahead of me, the driver was using that same brand of tobacco and it was coming out of his vehicle and getting into my vehicle and i could smell it he could have been right ahead of me he could have been 10 vehicles ahead for all i know mm -hmm. but yeah mm -hmm. uh, you're right the smell is very powerful very very powerful and i found that very um interesting and especially in apartment uh buildings 
how and where I had to ring the doorbell and they let me in and I had to go up either the second or third floor, whatever it was. And um, it just, I find it, and we're talking about entertaining yourself, stimulating, using your imagination. We have so much life experience. I am sure many of, of these experiences we want to revisit. I like to revisit some of my, my things when I was young, when I was a child. And again, um, that was my way of communicating with them and, and, and uh, um, feeling what, what they were all about. It's some, of them, some of it really smelled good and very clean. Uh, but every, every apartment had a certain smell. And, of course, my own um, home, the home I was uh, raised in, um, you know, had a certain scent. And my father with his tobacco pipe and, and everything. So scent, scents are very, very important. And it's amazing how we all have that stored inside of us, you know, if we call it, if, you, if, if we go there mentally and we want to go there. I want to go there, you know, because it gives me pleasure. And then I also think about the other things, things, people that I've met in my life, uh, some good, some not so good, some uh, really not good, and how instrumental they were in my life. And I said to myself, I wonder what I would be like today if I hadn't met them. Rich, what do you think about that? And I know you've been in the Navy. You've met a lot of people in your lifetime. What do you think about that? Yes, and as you were talking about the, with the different smells, is also dealing with food, that baking mm-hmm. when you were growing up and you have the grandparents were very notorious, especially the grandmas, for baking certain things, whether it be pies or breads and, and different dishes. And uh, that can be kind of a, a, a memory that you pick up on that and think back as to, well, you used to go, my grandma, my, again, my mom's mom did a baked spaghetti every year for Christmas that she used to bring over. And I kind of picked up that tradition for a number of years. Uh, and, I, <laughs> and I'm not a cook by any stretch of the imagination, but that was one of the things that I did for, oh my goodness, probably 20 years when our family would get together. And, uh, but yeah, the, the smells is, is a very powerful thing. And then of course being in the military, I was on Navy bases uh, dealing with uh, the, the jets flying around. So you get that, that jet fuel smell when you're walking around mm-hmm. uh, the base itself and uh, going overseas. And I was over in Japan for a year. And uh, when we were out at sea, you had that. But in port, you went into the towns. It was totally different because now you're dealing with the, a lot of rice and, and cooking that they did that was different from the way we eat over here in the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, back 50 years ago, People would uh, clean the house, let's say, on a Friday. And at that time, we had still the nololeum. I can't even say the word. (laughs) I can't say the word. There was a certain floor that needed to be waxed and buffed. So you would have the paste, the wax paste, and you would put it on, and then you would have a buffer. It was a hand buffer at the time. And that wax that floor wax gave it a, a wonderful fresh scent so the whole house would smell smell of it and of course baking was only done for the weekend because maybe company came you wouldn't eat 
um, the store-bought cake. It was too expensive at that time. Everything was homemade. So you would ring in the weekend, you know, with cleaning the house and the floors were buffed and uh, it was just something special. Aha, the weekend is coming and something different is going to happen than from Monday through Friday, you know, where everybody did their own thing and worked very hard and, uh, and so forth. And you would eat different foods on weekends too. You got meats because more vegetables were eaten during the week. Dishes with vegetables, um, created from vegetables, creamed vegetables, and so forth. And on Sunday, they would do the the really good stuff, you know, like the meat and everything. I mean, my parents could afford it, but that's just the way they 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 were living. Not too much meat, not too much meat. More vegetables, more vegetables. They really had had a, a healthy lifestyle. Let me tell you, they really did. But we're talking about boredom, and I'm talking about how to stimulate the brain, and if we can immerse ourselves uh, and entertain ourselves and think about things that make us happy eh, or that made, made us sad, too. That, it all goes hand in hand. I don't, I don't see what the big deal is. You know, we don't want to do that all the time. But when you feel like it, you know, it has, a treme- has tremendous power, and it picks you up. It really picks you up. So, um also dreaming about the future. I find that a little, um, not sure about that. Not that I don't believe in it, but, you know, here's the thing, Rich. When you get a little older, um, you just have a bigger dream, you know, when you're really young and inexperienced. You know, you're at the beginning of your life and you have bigger dreams versus you lived three quarters of your life and then you have a quarter left and you say, oh, I hope I stay healthy. I hope I can still move around like I, I used to. What do you think about that? Yes, that, that is very true. And uh, you think about things that go back in the past, they start to come forward. I know when I visit my mom that we will talk about things that happened, and I'll tell her stories of when I worked for Xerox as a copier technician for 25 years, and some of the, <laughs> the little things that people that I met from all the different companies, mostly here in Fairfield County, uh, but I did a, f- a few service calls outside of there, and of course my time in the military, where I was on about a half dozen different bases. Now, some things I I may have told her, and it's been so many different stories over the years. So a lot of times you begin with, I may have already told you this story, so let me know if I have. And sometimes she'll say, Yes, you, I'm, I'm aware of that. Or a lot of times it's, I did not know that. So you think about the, the past. It's kind of like a daydreaming in a way. And I think about it's, it's funny you mentioned about dreaming about classmates even. That uh, mm-hmm. thinking about uh, a lot of schools have the uh, reunions, 10-year, 20-year, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. my class had a 20-year reunion, and that was the last time I saw anybody in my class, and that was decades ago. Uh, they did have one, a 50th, uh, last, was it last year? No, three years ago, four years ago. And uh, I don't know, I guess they lost my address because I didn't hear anything about it until about the six, eight months afterwards. Uh, but they said they had a, had a pretty good turnout. And looking back, and some of the people I recognized, some of them I didn't. I, that's half of the, the uh, I don't know whether that's the fun or not the fun of how can how many can you recognize from 50 years later, and you wonder, well, what jobs do they have? And a couple of my friends, I re- remember that uh, one of them was a math teacher in our school where we grew up and went to school, and he did that mm-hmm. for decades, and he just retired a few years ago. So you get to remember about some of the old things and, and playing with the kids in the neighborhood. Even if it was just something simple like riding your bike, 
and you're riding through the, the what we call the woods. Uh, the, the forest is the more technical name, but just riding through mm-hmm. the, the woods and feeling the, uh, the trying to avoid the branches smacking you in the face. And but you smell all just basically nature, which a lot of times the kids don't deal in with any of that anymore. Yeah, you know, you know, I was listening to what you were saying and going back to school. I remember the blackboard, and I remember the smell of the chalk, and also the the sponge. That sponge had a certain smell, um, and it smelled like that all the time. It's like when something gets wet and dry, and it doesn't get air. Wet and dry doesn't get air. That's what the sm- the sponge smelled like, and the classroom smelled like that too. The sponge was dictate, dictating, um, you know, the, um, yeah, the, the air in the classroom. But it doesn't matter. It's like we're going back in time and we're looking at different films, you know, a different film. And we're looking at it uh, with adults, with an adult mind. And uh, some of it we, you know, we... We think differently about it, or some of it is just looking at it the way it was, and that's okay. And I love that stuff. I love it. I remember how our church smelt at Christmas time when they put uh, the uh, you know the figurines up, Mary and Joseph, and, and you know all the beautiful. And the church had a certain scent, which I loved, and it was just around Christmas, just Christmas time. Uh, and I loved going to church at that time, just for the for the scent. And of course, kindergarten. Kindergarten had a certain scent too. You know, it was a combination of um, food, uh, the food smell from the basement kitchen, uh, not having uh, a, a vent, so you could smell stale food smells all the time. And a combination of just unaired rooms, I remember that. But it didn't bother me as a child. It didn't. Today, I couldn't stand it. You know, the same with I don't get a kick out of going, uh, you know, into an apartment building and uh, smelling everybody's cooking, you know, in the hallway. I don't get a a kick out of it. Uh, It was something interesting for me when I was a child. Not now. I don't like it. I don't like to smell any cooking smell, not even my own. All the windows are opened after when I get done cooking. But those are big, big things when you were a kid. You kind of, um, uh, I don't even know how to put it in words. Um, so I move on because I can't put it in words. But this is what I'm saying. We need to entertain ourselves and the best friend for boredom is our own imagination. And you know what? Everybody has one. I said that before. And if you don't have one, it can be developed. It can be excavated because we all have one. And so, before we go we, to a break, Marietta, we've got the Paul from Fairfield wants to give his comments about boredom. Oh, that's great. Hello, Paul. Good evening. How are you? Well, uh, good evening, Marietta. How are you? Oh, not too bad. I'm not bored, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first of all, I really enjoy your show every week. Uh, You know, it's must radio for me, and I I just enjoy your perspective, your positivity, and and your outlook on life, and uh, I really enjoy listening every week. Thank you, Paul. 
You're welcome. You know, as far as boredom goes, uh, you're right. We all do have boredom at, at one time or another, but uh, I believe you hit the nail on the head earlier this hour where you have to have a, a certain passion for whatever it is that you like to do. And, and, you know, for me, much like you, you like to write. Uh, same with me. I like to write about uh, local history, weather history, what have you. And, and that gives me uh, a lot of joy. And in addition, I think volunteer work means a lot, not only for, uh, for us to fill voids that we may have in our lives, but for the people uh, that we are helping. And if we can volunteer and help others, it makes our lives that much more meaningful. And, you know, I, I, I've done that for my whole life, and I really enjoy doing that, whether it be at church, whether it be in the neighborhood, or, or whether it be even at work. Uh, if you volunteer and you help out, you, you feel as though you're doing something very valuable for society. Uh, the other thing that I like to do is walk. Uh, you know, even if it's uh, a very cold day outside, just go for a nice long walk. and You find that it's very invigorating, and, and very rarely do you have an opportunity to sit down and say, I've got nothing to do, whether it be a crossword puzzle, reading a book, or writing, or going for a walk, or doing what you really love. Uh, if you have that passion, if you really enjoy what you're doing, um, it, it's not work, it's not boredom, it's just it's a lot of fun. You know, Paul, it um, voids in our lives. We all have it. So in all different forms and shapes and whatnot. And, um, but we all need to feel that we matter. And I remember when I was in the finance business for 18 years, I never took the time because I was just so busy and focused and everything. And it was just a different energy. And would you know, after my stroke, I started volunteering. I started working. I lived in Hamburg, Germany, and I worked with the um, Salvation Army. And every week on Wednesdays, I would go to the um, train station with them, and I gave out tea and, and um, uh, what is it, sandwiches that um, that were prepared, you know, uh, you know, in the um, afternoon. And I learned so much what it's like to be on the streets. Not that I had opportunities to talk to the people, but I just, sometimes just the visual, just the visual. And it took off um, the, um, why did this happen to me? It, it, it's, I started a healing process. And I really believe in volunteering. I really do. Because that's a deep, deep, deep to the core, that we matter and that we can make a difference um, to somebody else. That is very, very deeply um, inside of me. So, um, I, I And you know, Marietta, I, I do believe that more people uh, would benefit from volunteering. Uh, you mentioned the word boredom before. Uh, if, if anyone finds him or herself bored in life, you know, get out and do something for others. Make the world a better place for others. And, you know, find time to, to help those who may be either A, less fortunate, or B, need the time, need, you know, a friendly ear or a pat on the back. Do something to help others. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all for it. And uh, people, people are living with grief, and I know what that feels like. You lost a loved one, um, uh, a divorce whatever the loss was and you're in grief and this helped me uh, when you volunteer and you have a place to go to once a week or twice a week um, uh, you heal you really heal 
and I'm all with it. And I want to thank you, Paul, for calling in. Thank you You're so welcome, much. You're welcome, man. I appreciate Keep up it. the great work, and we really enjoy your show, and we listen every week. Thank you, Paul, very much. I appreciate it. Thank good you. Night. And good night. We're going for a break, uh, about a four-minute break, and we'll continue with our subject. Mama told me when I was young, sit beside me, my only son, and listen closely. writing an excellent story for a long time? You thought you could make a film out of it? Or have you had a personal experience that would be suitable as a film? Or maybe it's that unusual idea, crazy stories, eerie tales, or other impressions that spur your thoughts to creativity to write a film story? However comes that frustrating realization, if I only knew how. Well, screenwriting can be learned. That is exactly what we'll help you with. Contact Wolfgang Andre at wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. That's wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. Let's build your future together. Contact Wolfgang Andre at wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. That's wolfgang.andre at hotmail.com. Let's build your future together. Want to be a part of our radio community? Have a special service to offer. We'd like to talk to you. Contact our office, info at kmareducation.org today. At M&T Bank, we believe in the power of together. That's why we give every M&T employee 40 paid volunteer hours each year to use however they choose. Here's how one team member is spending their 40. I'm Todd Bailey, branch manager in Torrington, Connecticut. I believe people are the heart of every community. Through organizing and running food drives for our local food bank, Friends in Service to Humanity, I'm making sure no neighbor goes hungry. Learn more about how we're working together to move our communities forward at mtv.com slash together we can. Member FDIC. In our effort to give dissemination of notice to nonprofit agencies, Connoisseur Media invites these agencies to request notification of job openings. To register your nonprofit agency for notifications of job openings at all Connoisseur Media stations in Connecticut, call us at 203-783-8200. Ask for Tristan Holler. And be sure to give us your name, address, phone number, and a contact person at the agency. If you're on our notification list and have changes or updates, call us at 203-783-8200. Ask for Tristan Haller. Connoisseur Media is an equal opportunity employer. Listen for Angels in Heaven anytime online at WICC600.com. Sponsored by Abriola Parkview Funeral Home in Trumbull. Do you ever get the feeling that the world is being held together with duct tape? Every day we're thrown some new meaningless drama in the fake news to distract us from the reality we're all about to face. Between the government trying to print their way out of debt, military conflicts, the disintegration of our most trusted institutions, and a looming food shortage, preparedness is no longer a choice. It's a necessity. You can trust my Patriot Supply. Our emergency food kits come packed with tasty meals, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one kit for each person in your family. Self-reliance is the only alternative to government food lines. Time is running out. Become ungovernable. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and save on dozens of different emergency food kits while you can. These kits are in stock, ship fast, and arrive in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com before the next crisis strikes. 
MyPatriotSupply.com. Life Talk with Marietta continues on WICC 600. Ah, finding a balance between boredom and stimulation in our lives. And, of course, Rich Chattie is with me, and thank you, Paul, for calling in. Um, I really appreciate um, your input and everything. So, you know, I didn't have a chance to interview people. Hey, what are you doing when you're bored? You know, that takes a lot of time. That would take me two days just to find the people that are are willing to talk to me. Uh, So, anyway, so I asked Dr. Google a little bit. Doctor, we all know Dr. Google, right? So uh, I have about 16 things, and I'm not going to suggest it because 14 out of the 16 are idiotic. I mean, please, that's something for a little kid. But I wrote them down anyway, but I'm not going to talk about it. So, But two, <laughs> I want to talk about. Aha! Uh-huh. When you're you're feeling bored, you're just feeling this you know, un, uneasiness, unrest. Yeah, you really don't want to read or watch a movie or whatever. You grab your pocketbook and you go shopping. And yeah, no, wait a minute. I'm not saying to spend a lot of money, but you go to, you know, to the Goodwills. And we have them all over the place here in Fairfield County. And you just love it. So all of a sudden, you immerse yourself and you start looking at everything, you know. And you look at salt and pepper shakers or pictures, or a certain glassware, and whatever. And before you know, you come out with stuff. Some of it you, you can use, and some of it you already have. And so you park it in, in the cabinet someplace. But you know what? You got in touch with your treasure hunter, your internal treasure hunter. Now, I find that stimulating. That I find stimulating. Now, when I was younger, I would rearrange furniture or redecorate a room so the bed would never be in the same place. It was in the same room, but it would be, you know, against a different wall and maybe the other way around. And I'm telling you, when I was younger, I constantly, I constantly rearranged and I called it, I had to, that was my way of expressing myself when I rearranged (laughs) <laughs> the furniture, the walls, and everything. So I don't do that anymore. Just occasionally, you know, when I get a little, um, when I feel like it, but nah. So rearranging furniture is when it's absolutely ne- necessary, but going treasure hunting, that I can get excited anytime. Now, Rich, have you done cre- treasure hunting at all? No, I've never done treasure hunting before. Other people's garbage is now your treasure. I had a neighbor of mine that (laughs) used to do the uh, metal detectors. He would go to Florida every winter, Mm -hmm. and he Mm -hmm. went out on the beach, and he would find all kinds. He said, it's amazing what you will find just on a regular public beach. And uh, most of it was junk, but he says, once in a while you come up with something that uh, you wonder, what the heck is that, and how did it get buried in the sand here? But uh, that's as far, uh, that's as close as I got to do any treasure hunting, and that was kind of just listening to his stories. Yeah, and you know what else I have on the list? Um, 
uh, it says something about having a, man, a manly cook-off. Well, th- when I think about a man cooking, I watch these self-reliance shows on YouTube. The Canadian guy. I forgot his name right now. I can't think of it quick enough. And he always cooks in, you know, uh, 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 he cooks all the time out in the open, but he also builds his own house his house and uh, you know you see everything him taking down the trees and taking the you know uh, just getting it prepared I could watch him for hours how he's putting on the roof or how he's carrying whatever and the dog back and forth beautiful a golden retriever he has and he has beautiful uh, scenes uh, uh, you know uh, in how he put the film together and that to me I can learn something not that I will learn uh, how to put a build a house, but it's interesting enough that my mind is just resting and watching him, wanting to watch him, how he bangs the nails into the, you know, and I love him. I really do. And then, of course, how he also cooks, uh, how he provides for himself and how he grows food and so forth. That is, is that to me, also people that go into the um, wilderness and stay overnight. Have you ever watched these movies? Uh, they go for two, three nights in the snow, and they only have a tent, just a little tent, and they, they're they cooking. They're always bringing steaks, the best food they, they eat out there. And they're all alone in a snowstorm outside. That I find interesting, too. I've have you ever watched, watched that? that? But I do like the show Survivor, which kind of gets into that where they give you very little dried up in the mm. teams and all the competition, but they have to survive kind of on their own. And uh, they do competitions to win a flint to start a fire because they realize mm-hmm. you can't just take water and start drinking it unless it's been boiled. And uh, there's mm-hmm. another another show, which I, I, it's a series. I don't know how long it's been on. It's called Naked and Afraid, where you oh, yeah. two people go out and uh, they're thrown out there with basically nothing. And uh, they make it. They kind of show some of the wild beasts and things of the locations where they drop these people, and it makes it look like it's worse than it is. And they can run into some of these things, but they have to survive out on their own as well. And but, uh, I, but I, Rich, would you would you go out naked with somebody you work with? Just think. Let let take the two of us. Uh, you and I are going in the wilderness, and you're naked, and I'm naked. Now, what what is this? That's not challenging for me. That that feels awkward. You know, well, um, that's correct. And that's the way a lot of them start when they do the little preliminary bits at the beginning of the show. And they talk about mm. how I hope I have a, a, a partner that can be productive and can help me build a shelter and gather wood and uh, not necessarily protect one another, but they have to work together as a team. And that it's basically how to deal with people. And you run into in the business world that you have to work as a team to get things accomplished. Yeah, um, everybody has to. People, our listeners, everybody know about the self-reliance. I think that's the ch- that's his channel. I just can't think of his name right now. And the, this guy is the real deal because he was in in the business world for many many years, and he finally just said goodbye to it. He has a family, and uh, you see him. Uh, he built one place, and then he started having problems. Some people would just drive up to his his area. And harass him. So now he he built a new uh, house in a different location. And this guy is just, he's smart. Um, And you really learn something. 
And it's just the way he filmed everything, too. It's it's real. And to hear this naked and afraid, this is just a little bit too... It's it's not for me. I did watch it a few times, but it's not really for me. But that's okay, you know. Um, so depending on our moods, uh, one day it works, another day it doesn't. So, But I like reflection. I like to sit quietly or lay quietly. And I started reading a couple of good books. One is in German. The other one is um, um, in South American. Uh, the story is about South America, and it's a thriller, and it's in English, of course. So I'm just getting back to reading. Uh, I haven't read in a long time um, physically a book. That's what I'm saying. But I'm, I'm enjoying that, too. So, but I need everything quite quiet when I'm reading, you know, and I, I have that at night, you know, in, in bed. So not the TV going, uh, but the, the books. So I am, I'm starting to, I did a lot of reading when I was a kid and then somehow I got away from it. I have to tell you. So, but that's, that has all, all changed now that I'm with the authors and the screenwriters, you know, I got to read, read and that that's okay. But I read all the time anyway, when I research, so I read, but it's, I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. Rich, how much time do we have left? We about a minute? About uh, a minute and a half. Oh, okay. So, but the the treasure people out there, they know exactly what, I had a friend, uh, her and I, we really, we understood each other. Hey, you want to go, want to go over to the Goodwill? Oh, yeah. And we just had fun. You know, she parked the car and I was already in the store practically. It's like the Ikea commercial. The woman coming out with the four bags, uh, two in each hand, start the car, start the car, you know. Um, so it, it, it's, it's, it's exciting, you know. So everybody has their own little thing. I don't know what it is, but um, that I can, I can say uh, it's fine for me, you know, when I'm really, really bored and I don't want to work. And then it kicks me right back into, into a normal m- mode, if you will. You know, after I experience, and I don't have to spend a lot of money, you know. So you come out with twenty-five different things, and you only spend thirty bucks. And whether you need them or not, that's a. I'm not discussing that, but it 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 it, it makes you feel good, you know. And thank God I don't have that urge too often because you know you end up with a lot of crap. So, anyway, I want to thank you, Rich to T. I want to thank our listeners for tonight, and. I want you to have a good week. Stay safe. Stay warm. And um, I'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. And good night, everybody. 